Welcome to Amity Rose, the podcast. I'm your host, Amity Rose, a certified hypnotherapist and transformation coach here in Los Angeles. Here we will dive deep into topics like self-love, self-mastery, shadow work, and reprogramming the subconscious. This podcast is for the woman who is on a self-healing journey and is looking to embody her most powerful self. Here you will find spiritual and energetic tools so you can understand and fully integrate your human experience with your spiritual nature. I am always on the healing journey with you. Thank you for being here. So let's begin. Welcome, dear Elmore, to the Thank you for having me. It's good to see you again. Absolutely. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us what you're what you're into, what you're about. I'm Elle, and I live over on the East Coast in the mountains of um, Virginia, and I am a financial planner and money coach, and I actually left my corporate job just a few months ago to um, work with women who are going through a spiritual awakening. So I work with people who are wanting to make big changes in their life and go from you know A to Z in their financial life and everything in between, and we work on manifestation techniques and financial literacy, which is a really big key aspect, I think, of kind of making big changes in your life. And um, I'm really enjoying it so far. So I have a podcast called the spiritual perspective podcast, which is perspective, but, um, and um, that's been out since last October. And I put out regular episodes about financial literacy, which are my finance 101 episodes. And then I bring on guests from all walks of life to share their own awakening stories and their um, views and ideas about money in this new age. So that's what I do. Awesome. Welcome, hon. I'm you. really interested in, cause I talk a lot about wealth energetics because I like, I study wealthy women and the patterns and the habits and just being a hypnotherapist, like that's kind of my realm of genius. And like, how can we replicate that? Or how can we borrow that energy, you know, and, and produce similar results. But what I'm really interested in is your blending of the two as far as like the actual kind of like more masculine energetics of money, as far as like um, actual dollars and cents and what to do with it, investing in the literacy that you talk about. So what are kind of your best maybe tools or techniques that you would share with somebody that maybe has an understanding or a semi mastery of the energetic side, but where you come with the practical, like what would be, what would you give some wisdom on that? Um, well, I think if you have the energetics, you, you have about 80% of what you need. Um, it's just then taking the action, right. And taking the action can be challenging because we're faced with so many, so much conflicting financial advice out there. You know, you Google investing or saving or money, and you've got 10 different financial gurus and planners talking about different things. So I think getting really clear on what your financial goals are, like what the action steps need to be is kind of step one. Um, and, and increasing your financial literacy, because as women, we do not learn about money growing up or in school. I would say 80% of people don't even talk about money with their parents growing up. Their parents aren't teaching them Then we go to school and we're not taught about money or taxes and being women, it, it is still common that we have a lower financial literacy rate than men often because women end up getting married and they expect their partner to handle the finances. And so that's obviously changing in this world. And I think that's fantastic, but 
the key is really knowledge and learning everything you can about finance, because whether or not we love the system, the capitalist system we're in or not, we have to still kind of play the game. And if you're not playing the game and you're not investing and you're not learning about money and how to allocate it, how to budget, how to save, learning about cash flow, learning about taxes and running a business, then you're you're not going to be successful in your business or in your life because you're either relying on somebody else, you're relying on a partner, or you're just in the dark and you're not able to catch up. So I think taking the action and increasing your literacy are the top, my top two tips. And in terms of increasing your literacy, I mean, there's a lot of really great podcasts out there. Mine is one, but there's so many others. And I think even finding finding a few people that resonate with you is just key. Not finding 10 because you're going to find 10 different opinions, you know, finding a few people that really resonate. You know, what I specialize in is obviously specifically working with women, working with people who have the spiritual side, who, who are focused on their own values, um, aligning with their investments in their life, because I think you can go out there and find some great financial planners, but they're not looking at the value side of things. They're not looking at what do I value? Who am I as a person? Right. Um, so really aligning your values with your investments is another key, um, especially if you're going through an awakening process or you're just somebody who cares about the world. <laughs> you care about sustainability and where your dollar is going. So there are a lot of things you can do, but I think just the knowledge is key um, because once you have the knowledge, you can start to take action steps and set goals. Setting goals is key um, initially. And then kind of moving from there, investing comes so much later, you know, even though I'm a financial planner, people want to jump right into investing. It's like, I can talk about investing today. I can talk about a lot of different things and the basic principles of investing, which are really important, but you got to invest in yourself first, you know, and get to know yourself first, master the energetics, then focus on the goal setting and the action taking. And then the investing stuff comes later. And then I teach manifestation because I feel like you can incorporate manifestation early on with the energetics, but when you have the two, when the, when you blend the action with the energetics, that's when you can really make things happen in your life and manifest literally anything. Um, so it's, you know, manifestation is, is more complex than I think some people make it out to be. So we talk about all that and more on my podcast. And you're a Taurus son, aren't you? I am. We're both Taurus. Yes. Yeah. Um, What's your moon sign? Virgo. Okay. I'm, I'm, um, I'm a Leo moon. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm very practical, very grounded, very analytical. <laughs> Definitely. If you have the Virgo, you got the combo. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a good thing though. It is. I'm some, like I say, I'm like, I'm the person like you would want on your team because mm-hmm. like the, the Taurus, you know, we are persistent. We're determined. We're driven. We're loyal. We're right. stubborn, like in the greatest of ways, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. And then with the Virgo moon, like the analytical side and the organization, it was like, I'm someone who gets shit done. And every team should have a person that gets shit done. Like you want that person on your team because you know, you're going to get to where you need to be, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Virgos are amazing. I mean, you're like just the energizer bunnies that keep going. My mom's a Virgo and she like exhausts me when she comes to stay in town because <laughs> we just, she just never stops. She's always yeah. doing things. So <laughs> I exhaust my mom. from day one she's like I don't know what to do with this so I like how you said how you teach it from like the practical money side and then you approach manifestation after I do agree that it's very simple 
manifestation. I think what is not as simple is the mastery of it, but the actual like steps. Yeah. Clear as day, ABC, one, two, three, like real, real simple, but putting those into practice and getting like the life patterns that we've learned that kind of block us from manifesting so clearly and consciously, like that's, I think where the real work is. I don't believe manifestation is difficult at all because we're, we're doing it all the time. Absolutely. Conscious part. And then sometimes people, my perspective is like, they have to get the energy sorted out first to even bring in money exactly in order to do the practical steps that you, that you mentioned. So that's why I teach it in that way, because the energy first and then the action steps, because there's some people that are natural manifestors who have all this money coming in, but they don't know how to manage it. And it goes out the door just as quickly as it comes in. And I've seen that a ton as a financial planner, working with people who already are manifesting. And it's incredible to meet these people who just, they haven't learned the principles of manifestation. They just do it. You know, they're just natural manifestors. And, you know, you might be one, I might be one. I know when I was a kid, I was, and it was, I didn't even realize it, but you have to know how to manage what's coming in the door when you start to acquire wealth. Otherwise it will go just as quickly as it comes in. And so I teach that as a financial planner, because um, there is a nervous system limit to how much you can handle before your money starts to either flow quickly out the door, or you just can't keep, you hit a limit where you can't make more. So what is your current relationship with money? You know, right now I would say my relationship with money is, is very different than it used to be. Um, it's taken a lot of work to get where I I am. So right now I have a very expansive relationship with money and I trust it, but Mm -hmm. I didn't always trust it. And so I was very fearful and living in a scarcity mindset, even though I never should have been in that mindset. I always had it. I always was a natural manifester. I always had money coming in the door. I was always attracting it, but I was always fearful that I would lose it. So I would be hoarding it or thinking that I couldn't give. Um, and so I was definitely in that scarcity mindset, but I started to realize I was in that mindset when I started to make more money. And I just always felt like there was never enough. I always felt like, oh, I have to hoard this, you know, and I'd, I'd get a big raise or I'd make, I'd hit that next level of income. And I never felt any different. And I've seen that with my clients as well, even not really high net worth people with millions of dollars who have that same relationship with money. They're afraid um, they're going to lose it. And so I was definitely in that mindset. And of course, I can look back and see I got that from my mom because of the way that she grew up and the way that she handled money. But it took a few years of me really focusing on the mindset and meditation and sitting with that and learning my own money story to change it. And so now my relationship with money is very expansive. I trust it. And even to the point where I've just completely surrendered myself to the universe, where it's like, I didn't have a full plan when I left my full-time job. You know, I just, I quit my job and I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I know what I'm here to do. I know what my mission is. I don't have the steps A, B, C, D, E, F, G of how I'm going to get there yet, but I have to trust that money is going to come to me. And it has been that, that has been the case. Thank goodness. You know, but me two years ago, there is no way I would have ever done anything like that. I would have had to have everything to a T ready to go. Like, here's exactly what I'm going to do. Here's how much money I'm going to make. And I've been very open and trusting in the process and just let things flow. And I think that surrender 
to money and, and, and the universe realizing that money is always circulating. It's always there for us. It's always abundant. It's always available to us. We just have to tap into that frequency. It's just such a different mindset than what I used to have. And it's something that I teach everybody, but it's still, you know, there are times when I still have those thoughts that pop in, but I know I can separate those thoughts, those scarcity thoughts from who I really am on the soul level. So it's been a really beautiful, actually hypnosis and meditation, um, and affirmation have been key and kind of changing my mindset around money. So, and even since the last time you and I spoke, I, I threw in some, some, um, self-recorded hypnosis sessions, at night after my meditation, just to see if it made a difference. And I have noticed that it's made me feel better, like in, in, in my moods, you know, how sometimes your emotions change, change and shift day to day where you might wake up and just have a day where you feel off. Or like, I'm just, I'm in my ego today, you know, or I'm in my scarcity mindset today. The hypnosis has really kind of changed just in the last, I don't know. When was the last time we spoke a month? Maybe. Yeah. Well, it's changed my mood where like, I I'm, I'm not in that mindset when I wake up in the morning, which is huge. Cause I do it at night before I go to bed. So, and I also do meditation. So did you just like voice record on your phone? Like I said, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I voice recorded on my phone. So I'll, I'll still do my typical meditation yeah. and then I'll listen to like, you know, five minutes of self-recorded affirmations, which is, it's really been amazing. So I'm going to continue to incorporate that with my clients as well. It's working. Well. Oh, good. I'm so uh, glad. So yeah, it's, um, it's been a journey to get where I am. And I think every single one of us has our own money story that looks totally different to someone else's, but we also have these limiting beliefs around money, these subconscious beliefs that are sometimes our own. Sometimes they're from one or both parents, our childhood or just the circumstances that we're in, but it's really important to spend a lot of time parsing out where they come from and why, and getting clear on what you want to replace those thoughts with, you know, where you're headed, where you're going. And that's what I've been doing for the last, about two years, I'd say with my money mindset. That's incredible. So your journey into money was from a more practical place. Cause you didn't have the spiritual aspect. Is that the case? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My journey into financial planning, I just kind of fell into it because I've always been good with money. That's like, I've never had a reason to fear or worry about money. I've always been good with money and gifted with money. And people have always come to me for advice on various life things. And it just made sense for me to go into that field. And I kind of fell into it. I had a, you know, a very synchronistic meeting with some people back when I was, I think I got into the industry when I was 24 and I found the perfect position for me and just kind of worked my way up. But at that time, I wasn't even, there was no spiritual awakening on the horizon at all. So it was all just from a practical standpoint. And I was good at what I did and I actually really enjoyed it. But through the years, I started to feel like there was just something missing as I started to go through my awakening process. It just didn't feel good anymore in my body. And I was feeling really anxious and just wanted more from life and managing wealthy people's portfolios because that's basically what I was doing. So does financial uh, planning, like, re- does that require any kind of schooling or degree or is that how, what's the, yeah. In that? yeah, it typically requires a bachelor's degree. And then to become a certified financial planner, you have to get um, a couple of licenses um, which take a long time to study for. And then the certified financial planning designation that takes a few years to work towards. It's sort of like a, getting a master's degree or something. Um, and so I did, I mean, I was always studying for that and 
as soon as I got that, nothing in my life changed. I was like, okay, I'm here. Like I've got all my designations. I've got all my clients and I'm making great money. And I have all this knowledge, but something was still missing in my life. And so that's when I decided I needed to start making shifts and, you know, and focus more on the spiritual aspect and the energetic aspects, which is totally not even accepted in that industry. It's a very male dominated industry. It's very patriarchal and masculine and very much focused on returns and, you know, making as much money as you possibly can and kind of a dog eat dog atmosphere. So it really wasn't right for me in the long run. But it just sounds like so necessary. Like you're taking this world and this world mm-hmm. and here you come like with your offering as like, uh, you know, I'm both. Yeah. What you exactly. magnetize, like your clients, just being women that are, you know, of spiritual minded that are actually creating wealth, which is a lot of my clients, like working right. in hypnosis, they're generating a lot of wealth. And so you bring this like beautiful, um, blending of the two worlds. And it was like, okay, let's yeah. do this. You know, let's yeah. grow this. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and they do, and they go together. I mean, you can't have one without the other. And even, you know, yes, you can make great money with no knowledge of, you know, your spiritual side, but it's, it's just a very different energy you bring to it when you're chasing money down and it's this hustle and this grind. And that's, that's, that was my life, you know, back then in my early twenties. And that was everybody that I worked with in the industry. That is their mentality. It's like chasing, chasing. And then, but there's this whole other side of money that they don't know about. That's all about attraction and magnetism and abundance and frequency. And it's so much more beautiful. And I think women tap into it much more effortlessly than men, even, you know, once you start to learn about it and it doesn't have to be a grind and a hustle to make money, which I think is one of the biggest myths out there um, that even our society is perpetuating that you have to chase money down. You have to hustle and grind. And I've spent the last six months still undoing that, conditioning because of where I was working for the last decade. So my, my nervous system was so shot from that environment. And I know so many women that feel that way that want to leave that world because it's that your nervous system is shot. It's not how we're supposed to be on earth. You know, we are meant to have the space to call in money and abundance and create and flow and be in that feminine so I'm trying to blend the two to, to teach women about money. Yeah. And really it takes both. It takes the masculine side of finance and the feminine, the energetic side. So what do your offerings look like? Is that like, like three month packages or like, how does it look like women that work with you? Uh, right now, one-on-one um, and I do offer packages. Yeah. And then I also have, I haven't put out any group programs yet because I'm just so new. I plan to do that. But right now I work with women one-on-one and generally you can buy a five pack or a 10 pack of sessions and admit, I'd say a minimum of five pack because you need four to five sessions to really get the basics down, the understanding of where you need to go. I help women kind of identify what their financial goals are, the steps they can take with all the money they currently have with their current investments and then where they're headed. And generally I'd say that takes four to five sessions. Um, So I have two packages a five pack and a 10 pack. And then for women that really want to dive deep into the energetics and the financial aspects, you're going to take, it's going to take longer. It's more like a six month to a 12 month um, mentorship with me. And if you compare what people are paying in the financial world for just money management, just to have an advisor, like manage their money, which consists of maybe, 
a few hours a year. No joke. Like if you're, if you're managing money in the financial world, you might look at a client's portfolio, like four hours a year, because you've got all of this automation and you've got all these outside managers. People are paying 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, $50,000 for people to manage their money. And I'm teaching women, you can actually invest in yourself and the energetics of yourself. And I can teach you how to do this for the rest of your life. And you don't need that professional to do that because that's become so commoditized. And I say like 90% of women, unless you're, unless you have millions to manage, you don't need a professional to manage your money. And it's actually so much more empowering to do it yourself. It's so much more empowering. So, and you can align your money with your values and your, your goals in life, which is not something that a professional in that industry is going to do for you. They can say they're aligning it with, you know, the ESG funds and sustainability, but really they don't care. You know, they're just going to put you in some portfolio and let it sit. So um, what I do is really unique because I'm trying to, I'm trying to get people out of that system and learn that they can manage their money themselves. They can be empowered. Um, and once you start to learn about it, it's very, very simple. It really is. It doesn't have to take more than, you know, 10 sessions with me or a six month program with me to have all the tools you need to go out and do it on your own. Oh, I'm like lighting up over here. Like just the fact <laughs> that you exist and have the courage to like leave that world and create this, like it's such a value, especially like spirit, spiritual women entrepreneurs. Like you're such an asset because like I teach, like a lot of my clients have worth issues, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like, that's, you can't attract wealth if you've got low self-worth, like you're just, you guys aren't a match, you know, like it's just not, the partnership's not going to be there. So I work on that realm Mm -hmm. and then increasing the worth and the belief in their ability to create and attract, right? And then you have you that's like, now that you know that you're inherently worthy, you always have been, and you're attracting some wealth, let's, let's do some things and let's grow it. And let's yeah. have you be empowered to like manage your money for the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it just has so much ripple effect in your life when, you know, when you realize obviously when your self-worth changes, that literally impacts every aspect of your life, your money, your relationships, your health. I mean, all of it, right. but with money, especially, you know, it's just amazing how, how quickly things can change once that the energetics, you know, around your worth change. And then you have the tools, the knowledge, the financial knowledge to, you know, make shifts. They don't have to be massive financial changes. It's just small things that you can do. Um, you know, habits that you can automating bills, automating savings, automating investing, you know, things like that. And then realizing that you have the power to invest for the future and compound your money over time. Um, just those small things just make such an impact in women's lives to the point where in just a 10 year period, if you invest your money, you can be in such a different situation. I mean, incredibly different situation than you are now just by investing for 10 years, you know, and leave it for 20 or 30 years. And, you know, most people will become millionaires because even if you put away a few hundred dollars a month, you'll probably be a millionaire in 20 years, you know, if you, from the power of investing. So um, it's powerful, you know, because the more women that have money, the more people they can help. That's the thing more, make more money, help more people. It's really tough to make a big impact. If you can't take care of yourself and your own financial house, your own financial life. I think that's where most women are right now. Yeah. 
one of the things that I learned from my mentor that I teach all my clients is um, she taught me like, it's a very, very, very good thing for me to be wealthy, for you to be wealthy. Like, and I remember how expansive that idea was for me. Like, wait a minute, it's, it's a good thing that I be rich, mm-hmm. that I be able to like, you know, buy the house I want or roll my kids in the things I want. Like, and I just, I remember at the time, a few years back, it was like, it just blew my mind. Like this idea of like, wait a minute, it's good. It's mm-hmm. a good thing for me to be rich and for you to be rich and whoever desires like, you know, to be wealthy. And I remember just being so expanded by that one idea. So you mentioned like women having wealth, like we can do good things with our wealth in so many, not just like serving other people, which is phenomenal. But I think if you bring it back to the family, right, you have children, you have a husband, you have, you know, and it's like the idea of like being able to take my family on vacation and not be limited by like, okay, we have a $2,000 budget or whatever, like, but just being able to like expand, like have a conversation, like, where do you guys want to go? And like having wealth to be able to like, oh, let's go to Egypt for two weeks or, you know, and the finances to back that up. It's like, that's a really good thing. The exposure to new cultures and the traveling and the meeting people. And it was like, I just, it's, I so inherently know and believe like I've integrated that thought. I remember the day it happened, like it came in, but I've integrated, like it's deeply good for us to be rich women. It is because on every level. Think about, yeah, the energetics behind you and what you value and what you love, you're just multiplying that out into the world with your money. And so if you were a bad person, it could be the opposite, right? But you're not. And so the more women that get their hands on wealth, the, the more we change the world. And I think that's why we're entering this just such a different new paradigm right now, because if you look even at medical schools, um, they're more than 50% women. Now, you know, there's going to be more women doctors than we've ever had more women lawyers than we've ever had more women business owners than we've ever had. And we just have a different view, a more of a collective view on money, probably because we are matriarchs, right. And we are in charge of the family and we want to provide opportunities for everybody in our family and beyond and create that legacy that just has that ripple effect. And, the legacy can, you can leave your legacy, not only to your kids, but your kids, kids, you know, you can set up estate planning so that you can create a charity upon your death. There's really cool things you can do like that. I've done with clients where even women who don't have children who say, you know, well, I've got $5 million. And if I die tomorrow, I want to create a scholarship in perpetuity for, um, you know, entrepreneurial college grads from, from my university, you know, really neat things that you can do with your wealth that I think some people aren't even aware of that you can do. And so, you know, $1 can turn into $10,000 and that 10,000 can turn into a hundred thousand pretty quickly when you understand financial literacy and compounding and investing and just legacy planning, like we were just talking about. And yeah, just, it's just money equals opportunity. We have to look at it that way, because if you look at money as this bad thing, if you look at it as greed, which, you know, many of us have these stories, right? How money is bad. Rich people are bad. I had them too, but those stories are always going to exist, but we get to create a different paradigm and a different reality with the money that we make. And so it's just, it's your choice. So if you stay in your own lane and you don't compare yourself to other people and what they're doing with their money, then we can do amazing things. Yeah. One of my, my values and one of my whys is creating generational wealth. Like that is one thing that drives me not only to provide a comfortable life for my family, but I want to create a foundation for my children 
So, because this is another one of the things like when you're at a lower level financially, you're in survival mode, you're in constant fight or flight, right? How do I pay the bills? Some people have two to three jobs, right? So it's like, you don't ever get out of that area of the nervous system to think of, to even dream. What do I want to do? What are my passions? Where do I want to go? And so if not, if I am creating generational wealth for my children to have that, they don't have to worry about money. They don't have to worry about three, four jobs, you know, that that survival is taken care of. And then what that allows them is the freedom to dream and to play and to have life experiences. And that doesn't mean that you don't work hard or have integrity in your work ethic. But what it means is like that you're safe and secure in your nervous system. So you're allowed to be like, I want to go here. Like my oldest daughter wants to travel and experience all these different cultures. And she can do that because she doesn't have to worry about, well, how am I going to pay for everything? Or how am I going to do all this? You know, I was like, that is probably my deepest why to be able to give that gift to the next generation of like, go experience your life because I've got you taken care of from a financial point of view, you know, go explore. Absolutely. That's beautiful. And it's, it's, it's such a privilege too, still in our society and, um, you know, more than 50% of people in our society don't even have that ability. They don't have that ability. Um, I'm sorry. They had the ability. They just don't have the knowledge and the financial literacy and the education to understand that money could be available to them. Right. And so we have more than 50% of people living in that survival mode. And I think the more people we can get out of that, the better. And there's a lot of ways to make that happen, but I think it does. It starts on an individual level. It starts with you. It starts with me. You know, I think with technology and social media now, those people have so much more access to this knowledge and that's going to change. And the more people that have opportunities, the better, because, you know, we don't want to continue in the, in the world that we've been living in for the last hundred years. We want it to be a better place for our children. And I know becoming a mother, I've had this similar feelings to you, Amity, where my priorities have really changed before I had a child. I was pretty chill. Like I, I wouldn't say I had big um, ambitions to, to become a multimillionaire. I was comfortable. You know, I was already comfortable. I was making good money, but since having a child, it's completely changed. I'm like, no, I'm going to go after it. Like, (laughs) you know, completely changed, which is one of the many reasons I started my own business because when you work for someone else and it's totally fine if you love working for somebody else, but there's a limit, you know, to what you can make and what you can earn and what you can do. And I think a lot of people are waking up to that and realizing that true unlimited wealth is entrepreneurship and owning your own business, even if it's a little side hustle, you know, um, because we're coming out of a paradigm where it was just the norm to work a nine to five, go to work every day, slug it out, hustle, and you're capped at what you're going to make, you know, and that's just, that's changing so rapidly with where technology is going, which I think is an amazing thing. Like our kids they probably won't know that world. You know, they're going to do what they want to do. Like you said, create their own businesses, follow their passions and bring in a lot of that feminine energy into the world that's so needed. I signed up to be part of the story of changing that narrative for women. Like I share so much free content, like stuff I work one-on-one, like I'll pop on TikTok real quick and do like a minute video and throw out a process or a technique or like, you know, similar to stuff I shared on the podcast, right? Just that voice memo, Right. And it's like, if the, if you take action on these like free tidbits, you legit can rewire your story. So it's like, I am so 
like honored to be part of changing that narrative for women around wealth, you know? So it's not only something I create, you know, I have two daughters. And so it's not only something I do in my home, but I actually infuse my business with it and all my clients. And then all the people that watch my free stuff that may never even like come into my paid stuff. But it was like, I just share, like use this, change your life if you're interested, right? Because nobody can do that for you. I'm a big, big proponent on radical responsibility. Like you've got to step into the driver's seat of your life. Like similar to you, like I've got all these old stories are not serving me. You have to put in the work to change those stories, to heal, to write a new story, right? Nobody could do that but L. So it's like, I give all this stuff away and I know that people are grabbing onto it and they're changing their life. Like just by that alone, right? The, the technology, the, the internet, being able for us to just share information like that, we're being able, like, I have clients like all over the world. Like I was like, I'm, I'm impacting women all across the planet. Like that just blows my mind. Yeah. Right. And it's you're, you're my inspiration. I'm not there yet. I'm so new, but I see all the content you're putting out and it's amazing. And even on, on YouTube as well, like you have a YouTube channel, you've got yeah. cover all the bases. And I have to remind myself to put myself out there because I forget how impactful just those tidbits can be, you know, just a tidbit here, a tidbit there. I'm one of these people that gets caught up in my mind. I'm like, Oh, it has to be perfect. <laughs> you know, before I put it out, I'm still dealing with that, but you do a great job at, you know, putting it all out there, just raw, real, you know, unedited. It doesn't matter. Just put it out. <laughs> I know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's a, that's a great quality to have. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's when something's so important. And I, one of my mentors taught me this, like it's bigger than us. You know, you have a business and I have a business and we're, you know, but it was like, what we're talking about here is so much bigger. You talked about the changing of the paradigm, L. You and I are part of the reason the paradigm is changing. And if we'd like, just let that idea land, that's fucking huge. We signed up to be leaders in changing the consciousness of the planet. What? Big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put pressure on me here. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're right. It's, but it's an exciting time to be alive. And I think just so much is going to change, even just in our financial system in the next decade, I think we're going to see massive changes for the better um, in the next decade or 20 years, you know, with everything with whether it be student loans or just how the stock market works, how our taxes work. I think people are sick of just these old systems that don't work. And so I'm excited about where we're headed. Share more on that. Like, what do you think? I think, I just think we're going to have a massive reset and I don't know what that looks like quite yet, but I can feel that coming, Mm. um, for the better. And it might be challenging in the short term. We might have things fall only to be rebuilt again, but you know, if you look at our systems, none of them are working. Our education system is pretty broken. Our healthcare system is beyond broken. Our financial system (laughs) is, um, just not working properly. If you look at, but even the sustainability, like our financial system isn't built on a solid foundation at some point, it will crash. Yeah. And I think we're headed there sooner rather than later. Um, I would never put a timeline on that because I think time is totally fluid, but I think what we can do is just control our own frequency and our own energy and what we're doing. I don't get caught up in fearing what's coming 
I'm not going to, you know, tell people to put all their money in cash under the mattress. It's just keep living your life, keep investing, keep doing all the things you need to do to live a rich, abundant, wealthy life. And we'll see what happens with all the systems. I hope they do change. And, you know, we can continue to talk about this and the more and more people that talk about it. Well, you know, our elected officials are all pretty old. So hopefully they'll all be out in the next 20, 30 years and new people are coming in. So, you know, we're just going to replace the old with the new. And, um, but I mean, all of every single one of our systems and institutions is going to have to change to support this, you know, new frequency and new paradigm. And, and financially, I think it will be much more centered on energetics and working less, you know, and there's already people that are saying like, we need to go to four day work week. You know, we, people are starting to realize it's bad for our health and bad for our, all of us, the family unit to be working as much as we are. And so I see that already changing, but I think we're going to see even more massive changes with, and we've seen so much change with the remote work. People are saying, Nope, I'm not going in the office. I'm not working in an office anymore. So it's, it's shifting pretty rapidly. And I think from a healthcare standpoint, hopefully we'll see more, um, you know, functional medicine, alternative modalities come into healthcare and kind of a blend of the two, because it is ridiculous to me that you have to have six to eight practitioners, you know, to keep you healthy, you know, it'd be great (laughs) if we could have a a system where we can kind of tap into all those different people, but in, in a more holistic way. And it was the norm to be able to have a chiropractor and an acupuncturist and a therapist and a, you know, master healer available to you with health insurance or just at least the knowledge that they exist because 90% of the population does not have the knowledge of that we do about, you know, alternative methods of healing. So I think that system is going to change too. Even that, like I, the alternative name, like what we're into is actually like ancient. Yes. It's been around so much longer than our healthcare system. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So this label of like, I know you didn't do it, but it was like, I just, I always giggle. Yeah. Talk about like, right. Like allopathic medicine is like the end all be all. And like all this herbs and all this other stuff is alternative. And it was like, it's ancient and from the earth. And you know, and it was like, I just, it's the original medicine healing. And we so silly. Yeah. We've given it the completely, it's, it's just so backwards that it's considered dangerous. You know, that's what gets me is herbs are herbs really dangerous. No, like I don't, I'm not afraid to take some herbs for my health. You know, I'm not afraid to, um, go, go to mother earth for the answers that I need in my health. I'm afraid to have a needle stuck in my body or take medication. (laughs) Um, so rightfully so, rightfully so. I'm also a huge proponent and I love when everything kind of got shaken up, I'm a huge proponent of people going into work that like truly lights them up, that brings them joy. Because the other thing I see so many people are working for a paycheck because they're stuck in that survival mode, right? I need X amount of dollars to buy food, pay rent and all that. So it's like, I can get a job here at Costco and you know, it pays me. And it was like, but if you talk about them, I've always been like, so interested in people, like what lights you up? What are your desires? Like, I'm so interested in that. And it's like, how do you get yourself there? Like, and even, and I always, and I teach that was like one step in that direction. You don't have to know the end result, right? I mean, you do, we want that end end picture, right? I run my own successful company doing this, right? Mm -hmm. Is Is the end result. And it's like each day, one tiny step, 
So maybe that's a post online or a phone call to a friend or a podcast interview or, you know, or a hypnosis that like amplifies your belief in yourself or like just one small step. I really want to be part of that conversation of like just supporting people in relaxing out of fight or flight and moving into a more like relaxed, joyous sense of being because we need purpose. We need self-expression and creative. Like my business, I told my husband, I was like, this is my creative expression. My <laughs> group, my, yeah, like my hypnosis, everything I write in hypnosis, like I'm literally writing a story. I take people on an inner journey. It's like, I'm a, I'm a storyteller. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that, but it was like, this is my, and even yours. Like if you say I'm a spiritual financial planner, like if you look at your business from an outside, pardon my puppy, um, you'll, you'll see it's your creative expression Absolutely. to the world. And we need more people that I think, yeah, you bring up a good point. I, and I work with a lot of women who are wanting to make that shift from working a nine to five, working a job that they have to, to stepping into this. But it, it, it one aspect that I think you can't get away from is this idea of trust. You, you know, you have to trust the process and trust the energetics and the ability to manifest and the hypnosis to be able to go from this one idea of how life has to look, you know, working for somebody else in a nine to five, making X amount of money. Cause that our society teaches that security. But in reality, is it really that secure? I mean, they could large companies, they don't, they don't really care <laughs> that much about their employee. There are some that do, but for the most part, if we have a recession, for example, in the next year, large companies are going to be laying people off. And these people probably feel fairly secure having a job working a nine to five, but in reality, it's, I don't think it's any more secure than being an entrepreneur. It's just our society teaches that you have to kind of be living in that paradigm to be safe, you know, to have the health benefits and all those things that you think that you have to have in the moment. But we are women, we are incredibly um, creative and resilient, and we can come up with solutions to problems like nobody else. So I think, you know, if you have a dream and you have something you want to build, ask a woman to do it and she'll do it because we can figure it out. You know, and for me, it was like that. I didn't really know how I was going to figure all the pieces out, but I knew I was going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to jump and you have to trust. And that trust is, is part of the spiritual journey. You know, that's where that comes in because it's, it's not, um, that universal spiritual trust is not something that is taught, you know, in that other world or even in the world of finance. Um, but it's really, really important when you're stepping into like a new life for yourself or making major shifts. And I, I work with a lot of women that are doing that too, Amity. So that's why I bring that up. It's just, I've been through it. You've been through it. It's just this surrender that is hard to describe and, until you're in the moment and you realize it's all going to work out, you know? Yeah. The belief in self is uh, number one. And that a lot of what I do with clients and hypnosis is that is the belief in my ability to, to create business, to attract wealth. Like the belief is right. A basic manifestation belief mm-hmm. is it yeah. you have that. And it's like, everything else is kind of second nature and you bring up trust. I have found that on my journey and the women that I've worked with trust in ourself is really what women lack. Mm-hmm they have, it's doubt, right? They've replaced self-trust with doubt. And if you can turn that around and replace the doubt with self-trust, trusting in their abilities, trusting in their capacity, 
trusting and them being able to navigate challenging times. Like it's, it's a hundred percent in my eyes, trusting in themselves because when a woman locks in that, I can do this. Like you said, I don't know how, but I know I can. Right. It's yep. a done deal. It's a it done is. deal. Yeah. And then and the universe the rushes reveal. The steps reveal themselves, you know, but it's, they never reveal themselves like all at once. It's not like you're going to quit your job and go, Oh, okay. Uh, these 10 things I have to do, like, you're only going to take one step at a time. And, and with your money, it goes the same way. You know, you make small changes one day at a time, one step at a time. Maybe you build an emergency fund because you've never had one and you lived off of credit card debt for way too long. And I tell you to stop paying off your loans and just build up your emergency fund first, you know, take time to do that. Step one, step two, then you start looking for ways to earn more income. Step three, you start to invest a little bit and learn about investing. You know, there's just small things, small shifts you can do um, over time. Once you master the energetics, it's, it's, it's really, really powerful. That's incredible. I wrote in my notes, marriage and money. Hmm. That's a, that's a hot topic. <laughs> no, but that's how I was looking at your stuff and that's something that yeah, you seem to be topic. pretty, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think, you know, every financial planner has different ideas on, on married people with money, but for me, women, we still have to be independent and sovereign beings. And so when you're married, I think you have to take a good look at not, it's not about who's earning the money, but it's about financial transparency in the marriage and making sure that you're open with each other. And also you still have a level of independence. And I teach that to all the women that I work with, because I've had so many clients over the years, women in their fifties, sixties, who were married for years, who were so dependent on their spouses financially and the marriage ends, you know, and they're left with no knowledge, no financial literacy, no knowledge of even where their money is, how much money they have, how to manage it. And they don't have power, you know, anymore because it's been taken away from them from standpoint of how their accounts were set up in the first place, like how the accounts are owned. Um, You know, the titling of your assets, the titling of your home is really, really important. The titling of your mortgage is really, really important when you're married because more than 50% of marriages end in divorce. And I like people do not want to face that fact. Like I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you I'm going to get divorced. I love my husband, but who knows, right. you know, we never know. And so we don't set up, we often don't set up our financial lives with that in mind. And then the, something bad happens, you know, and you do end up divorced. And then it's always, it's, it's very common that the woman is the one left holding the bag, like, wait, I have to completely rebuild my financial life because I haven't been working or I was taking care of my kids. And that's amazing. Like, I think we should be taking care of our kids, but if you don't have a backup plan or you don't have accounts in your own name, or you don't have your name on the home, there's just so many things that can go wrong. And so I do a lot of education just around like estate planning and legacy planning for women and how to, how to title your accounts. It's like basic things that really matter in marriage because it is a legal contract. And it is not easy to get out of. And I've, I've never been divorced, but I've had so many clients that I've had to kind of handhold through that process. And women that have been women who are breadwinners often get ta- can also get taken through the ringer because with the converse side, if they don't protect themselves, if you're the breadwinner, Amity, for your family, 
and something happens and you end up getting divorced, well, you could lose half your business. You know, I've had a client that lost 50% of her business that she owned. It was only her business to a spouse because things weren't set up properly and he had a really good attorney. So I, I go into a lot of that with my clients because I'm really passionate about it because yeah. I think we just don't, it's not something you learn in school and you don't realize, you know, how your accounts are titled, how things are set up can have a really big impact on you down the road. So, um, yeah, so marriage and, and money that they go hand in hand because it is a legal binding contract and it's not easy to get out of if you end up having to get divorced. Um, and then from on the flip side, if you're happily married, you know, and how do you handle money? I think it's completely dependent on how you want to handle it together. But I think transparency is really important. I have clients who keep everything separate because they're both high earners. I have clients who put everything in joint name. You know, it really is dependent on what you're comfortable with and what your partnership is like. And I think you can make anything work, but it's just about that trust and transparency financially. And if you're having struggles and challenges, well, that's one of the number one reasons for divorce is financial issues. And so that comes into play as well. Get, you know, working with a coach or a financial planner that can talk to both of you about money and help you get things straightened out can do wonders for your marriage because, you know, unfortunately people don't communicate properly about money. It can lead to, it, it just kind of ripples into everything else in the marriage when you're living in lack or you don't have enough to pay the bills. I think that's what creates most stress in marriages. And, <laughs> um, you know, that can be a really difficult situation, uh, whether one person's working or two people are working, but if, if you're not able to communicate about money and one person has really different views on money than the other or a different money story, that it can be incredibly challenging too. I am. Um, <laughs> do you handle your, your, all your finances? Um, I handle the finances for our family and yeah. mine, but my husband and I have regular meetings about it. So we chat about it. We communicate about it. I'm really transparent about everything. And we also have accounts in our own name, just so we have some level of independence. Like we have a joint account, but we also have accounts in our own name for privacy and independence, because like for gift giving and that kind of thing, yeah. we have a little bit of freedom and fun. And I do too. We both have jobs. We both work, but I think from a marital standpoint, we've been married for seven, for 10 years and together for 17 and so we trust each other. And so, you know, we're very transparent about everything, but I think having regular meetings or we call coffee dates, we just go on a coffee date and we talk about things for like 10 minutes and get it out of the way and then talk about other things. And it's great, but it can be fun. You know, it doesn't have to be a full hour of, you know, looking at spreadsheets together. That's not what we do, but I come to him with, Hey, here's what the budget is. Here's what, what's going on. Here's some big expenses that we might have coming up. And just kind of run through the numbers with him. And so everybody can do it differently, but I think having the conversation and getting together is really important. And then also talking about your estate plan and kind of legacy planning. If you don't have a will in place, if you don't, you know, have anything in place for your family, life insurance, if you have kids, those are things that really need to happen sooner rather than later. If you're married and you have children. I love, I've never heard the term legacy planning. I love that. I, yeah, I know of estate planning, but legacy yeah. planning. Is that a thing? Did you make that up? Or is that um, it, no, there's some people that use that term. I like it because for me, it's 
you, you could talk about legacy planning in terms of gifting to other people and then also leaving money to your kids, but also divorce. It kind of covers everything because divorce is so common in our society. So I like to call it legacy planning. Yeah. I love that. Like when you said that, I'm like, God, that sounds amazing because legacy is so important, especially as women who are creating something legacy planning. Right. <laughs> and it's like when you're gone, right. I think of that. I have three kids and it was like, my legacy I've left here for you, right? Because the generational wealth is my, is a thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I am. Um, I'm so, I can't say, I'm going to say it again. Like I've just, I'm so glad you exist. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're just so needed. You're just so Cause there's so many of us like spiritual entrepreneurs out here, you know, and then you have like the hardcore money and it was mm-hmm. like, and you just hear you come in and it just, I'm so grateful. We're in between. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, well, thank you for having me on. I know I need to get, get out there more. I'm so new to this and it's difficult for me because I'm used to working in an office with clients face to face, just in this very traditional, you know, career. And so it's been a big shift to get out here and kind of get on other people's podcasts and do my own podcast and put myself out there. So I'm really happy to chat with you and, you know, anytime. And, um, feel free to share this with your followers or not, but I would love for people to come check my podcast out as well. If they want to learn more about, you know, financial literacy and it, it really is such a mix. I mean, some episodes are very based on spiritual modalities. Like we bring in human design and astrology and different aspects to money. And then some aspects, and then some episodes are very focused on, you know, paying down your debt and that kind of thing. They're both really needed. Yeah, no, and I'm I'm gonna keep your name for my clients too. When they, you know, get into that wealth frequency and they start attracting, you know, the money that they are wanting, I will absolutely send them your way to help build that foundation. Because I think what I think what's so important, and this is all my work is laced with, I don't want to see my clients for years on end. Like that's never my goal. I want to see you for a little bit, but my whole goal is to equip you with the tools, like, and it's exactly what you said, right? Five, 10 sessions, maybe a six month, right? Mentorship. And then it's like, you're equipped for life to manage your money and grow it. Like, that's what my practice is built on. I see you for a chunk of time. We build that foundation. I teach you self-hypnosis. Like you literally can drop yourself in and reprogram for the rest of your life, right? And if you need a tune up or question or whatever, I'm here, but my whole practice is built on the empowerment of yeah. women and that yours is too. And I just, that mm-hmm. makes me so happy. You're not like, let see me for a lifetime or pay me each yeah. month. And that's, and that's another know. big reason I left the financial industry because their goal yes. is to see you for your life yes. and charge you five grand, 10 grand, 20 grand a year to manage your money none of the behavioral, you know, energetic stuff about money, just manage your money for the rest of your life. And they're not going to teach you what you need to know to manage it yourself. And it's, it's not as empowering. And it's just, it kind of perpetuates that old paradigm that you're not empowering at all. Yeah, Yeah. it's not empowering. So I think the more women that can realize that and kind of rise up and learn about their own energy and, and money, the better, you know, so you legit set women up for success. Absolutely. It's incredible. It's my goal (laughs) in every, in every aspect. And then, you know, you know, the energetic principles, right? That's the, what you put out in the world. And that also creates your success, you know, your full circle. Elle, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Amity. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please do share it with another woman who could benefit from its message. Also, if you feel inspired, please do leave a five-star review. It helps support the show and gets our message to more women. If you're interested in becoming a client for transformational coaching or a hypnosis session, you can find me at amityrose.co to read more about what I do and how to work with me. Don't forget to add me on Instagram. I am Amity Rose for daily content and inspiration. As always, thank you for being here and I love you.